Basically, we established a covenant, and we'll get into that a little bit later. In 2006, on March the 4th, 2006, and look how God has blessed Oakton. Look how God has blessed individual families here. He wants to do it again. He will do it again. So let's quit complicating things. And today what we're doing is, again, it's the 12th year anniversary of this date. And I'm going to show a video here in just a second that talks about the vision and, and, and be honest with you, some blessings of that vision that took place. But, but God has convicted me and called it upon my heart, put it upon my heart to renew this covenant that was established years ago. And just to say, God, here we are. We want you to do it again. And so anyway, as we move in today, the point of the whole sermon is to renew, refresh where we're at with God, not take for granted, but to move out and see what he wants to do the next 10 years in our lives because he wants to do a lot. There is much, much more. Let's punch that video out. That we experience, but we don't often think about what the results of those experiences were. One of those experiences that I brought to my remembrance uh, recently was several years ago, a group of people from our church, men and their sons got together uh, and in, entreated the Lord to bless the church, bless the families. A lot of them were farmers to bless their farms and to uh, come in agreement to be uh, persons that were interested in serving the Lord. When I started thinking about that the other day, I thought, well, look at the results of what happened and, and what has taken place from that meeting that we had. The result has been that since then, this was about 12 years ago, probably this community, this farming community, the community of our church, has prospered quite a lot. And I thought, well, that really wasn't uh, the only thing that's happened. It's prospered financially and uh, in a farming situation. But I got to thinking about, well, you know, really it prospered spiritually as much as it did or more than it, it did from a uh, material standpoint. Well, I guess I'm here to talk about the blessings um, I've gotten after uh, mixing mixing the dirt. A few years later, I got cancer, and um, that, that don't seem like too much of a blessing, but um, it really kind of was um, just because of all the uh, love I received from all the people and just all the help that came through and all the closer I got to the Lord over that, I can remember when I got cancer, um, the first time, the first time I heard that I got it, and I came to church that day, and um, they didn't have uh, altar teams that day at the church for some reason. I was going to go up to prayer, but the pastor at the end of church said, "Anybody need to come for prayer? Come up." So um, I went up with my wife Kathy, and a bunch of people came around us and. Pastor anointed me with oil, prayed over me. It was just uh, such a peace that came over me. 
And because of all your guys' prayers I'm, and for the Lord, um, I'm healed today, cancer-free, um, living my life. I just thank God for that. A number of years ago, I think it was in 2006, the Lord kind of gave me a vision that that we need to come together as a community. It just seemed like there was a real spiritual battle going on. And the Lord gave me this vision that, that uh, we need to bring our, our soil from where we live, our, our businesses, our, our church, our, our farms, and that that would be a covenant and that if we would come and uh, mix it together and then take it back home and mix it with the soil from where we took our sample from. Ezekiel 37, 9, come from the four winds, O, o breath, and breathe into these slain that they may live. And to me, that's a symbol of, of the east to the west, to the north to the south. And as a symbol, I think the Lord wanted us to go to the intersection of the roads just south here at, at the intersection of J Highway and 50th Road. And those roads go north and south and east and west. And when you think about it, you know, if you were to go west from one of the from that intersection, how far would you have to go before you were back east again? Or if you went east, how far would you have to go before it was west? And there's really no end to it. And the Lord has us covered no matter where we go. We need to pray to, to loose the Holy Spirit of the four winds to breathe life into us for protection, for prosperity, uh, both physically and spiritually and pray against generational curses or things that may be holding us back from the past, uh, you know, to break the, those chains of bondage. And when, when we, you know, the battle is in the spiritual realm. And, and when we do this um, and we establish a stronghold for Christ in our community. That was a pretty powerful day, and we're still seeing the results of that day today. As I spoke of earlier, the Lord put it on my heart to come back before the church today and, and really to celebrate the, the things that he's done, but also to renew that commitment that we made, not only as, as men in, in, of the church, but as the whole church body today. That we renew this, and in a couple of minutes, I'm going to go over uh, four points that that we discussed that day, and they're on these jars. Actually, this is a jar that, that, again, we brought our dirt in and we mixed it together and we took some home and spread it on our own ground, but we kept some to remember that day. And on that jar, there's four points that we discussed that day, and, and, and you heard a lot of it in the video, but, but, but to expand our territory. And the second thing is realize we're at war with Satan, sin, and death, not each other. And that's the key there, not each other. Uh, be unified as a church body. Demonstrate the power of God as a church body. And, and that's what God, that, that little covenant that God called us to do and establish with him is, is just basically salvation. That we're going to go to God and just give him all that we have. And, and Lord, here it is. And we're going to stand on that. And we saw great results from that. But again, as the Lord has put it on my heart, there is more 
that God wants to do in Oakton body. And, and in Robert's testimony that he shared there, it just gets me every time and moves me every time. When you drive west, you keep driving west, you end up, you're going to be going east. There's no end to what God wants to do for the believer. It, 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 so many times we think, oh, I've got satisfied, I can stop now. Well, if you stop, you're just missing out on more opportunity in Lord because he wants to do great things in our life each and every day. So today as we go through these four things and, and let's decide for ourselves that, that as an Oakton body, we will make a stand in these four areas. Can we do that today? Amen. The first one here today that I want to go over is God called us to expand our physical and spiritual territory. The scripture we use then and, and using today is Genesis 13, four through, or 14 through 17. The Lord said to Abraham, after Lot had separated from him, lift up your eyes and look from, from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land that you see, I will give to you and to your offspring forever. I will make your offspring as the dust of the earth, so that if one of you, you count the dust on the earth, your offspring also can be counted. Arise, walk through the length and the breadth and the land, for I will give it to you. Man, I am just getting pumped thinking about this. Uh, pop up that next picture of the logo. God has called us to go north, south, east, and west. God has called us to go save disciples' sin. And, and, and I send my notes later, but, but we know that Sarah just texted me, Dotson, and, and her family uh, lost her grandfather. And, and, and anyway, she's been down there for a funeral, but she's been witnessing to her family. What I'm getting at today is we went and we saved a girl. And now that girl is out working and ministering to her family. She texted me just now before I walked in the pulpit and said, Pastor, I'm on my way to Florida with my mom. And she wants to hear what changed me and what you have to say. And they're lift, listening, not, listening to not in my house right now as we speak on the way to Florida. And, and it just blesses me. Give the Lord praise for that. God has called us to expand. And to tell others about Jesus Christ. And, and that's, a, uh, that's the blessing of it. When we were faithful, you were faithful and ministered to Sarah. You were faithful and, and touched her life. And now she's out touching other lives today. That's the blessing. That's the great thing. Hit me a click on that video. And anyway, the next thing that popping up here is Oakton Carthage. Man, man, we're stepping out down there. Gosh, I think about this, that, that we planted a church down there in, in January 2nd of 2011 with, with, with zero Spanish people. And today, there will be a 100 people worshiping there today because we go save disciples in. We expanded our territory. We, we said, God, we want more of you move in us. And, and, and he's doing that. He wants us to, to move out into him. Because he wants to bless us. He wants to move in our life. We also need to look and continue to expand inside. God wants to bless the body that's here. And, and an example of that, I went up to Children's Church yesterday. As, as uh, Remington gave you a word earlier, that if you send your kids down there, they're not, they're not going to be by there. Because they reinvent, re, re, say that word for me. Thank you. I'm, I'm so pumped I get to where I mumble and I get excited. And I just need to slow down. 
but we renovated and did some work up in the old sanctuary. If you want to pop that picture up. And, and, and I just went up there yesterday and was looking at it and how that God is moving in our children and, and, and there's excitement in. We went up and we painted the room. They bought a TV, mounted it up. They're, they're doing things to help the ministry, but also they're working spiritually to see that our children are ministered to now while we're in church service. And they've got curriculum lined out. They've got leadership. I think we have, I was counting on their little calendar. There's 38 people that help up in that adult or that children's ministry just on that side of the church while we're here. And again, they're rotating weeks, but 38 of you that have given your lives because you see that there is more, that God wants you to go north, south, east, and west, that we're investing into our children and again, as I just look around the room, I, I'm pumped because I see Taylor over there. Wave your hand, Taylor. He was one of the first ones that went through one camp that went through the whole totality of it from sixth grade completion. And, and he's in teaching Sunday school today. There is more. We need to go save disciples' sin. God has called us to go north, south, east, and west with his gospel, his plan. And he wants to bless that. He wants us to continue to move out into those things. And again, we can celebrate what we're doing and talk about what we're doing now, but there is more. And that's what I want us to commit to today, that, that, that God, what do you want us to do now? How do you want us to expand our territories now? Go ahead and click on this. This is the fun part. Your parents are going to love this. But uh, if you just hit click, it'll pull it up. Yeah, there you go. The kids that, that bring the most youth to that deal this month get three pounds of lime slimy putty so you parents get to enjoy that <laughs> but anyway if you don't like that see the, the children up there because one of them youth are going to be round and round that slime so anyway second thing is we are at war with satan sin and death not god not each other and the scripture they stand, stood on, on and it's written on this the other thing i thought it was neat about this is Kyle come up to me and said, Pastor, I remember uh, cleaning them jars out and putting the stickers on it and helping Dad with the ministry. And, and he remembered all that. But again, one of the scriptures that other than we stood on on there was Ephesians 6.12. It says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers, over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. And man, as I was thinking about that this week, I got so pumped. I was going to Carthage and I was preaching. Last week we had four salvations and I was, oh, I had a word and I went in there and guess what? It wasn't flowing worth a hoot. I was like, God, what's going on? And I began to pray. And I mean, literally in the pulpit, I stopped and, and said, Lord, what's going on here? Uh, did I miss the boat this week? And, and, and anyway, I just took a minute of silence and prayed and then kind of went back into to what I was doing, but at kind of a little different angle. But the Lord had put on, had me get up and put the uh, body, soul, and spirit signs up. And I put a picture of, of Satan over the flesh. And then I put a picture of a brain over the body. And then I put a picture of Jesus over the spirit. And how that the spirit, when we accept Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, all the things, attributes of Jesus reside in our spirit. But so many times we are led by our flesh. Satan in our lives and I thought I'd kind of recovered a little bit but uh began to wonder if that word wasn't for this church next Sunday so who knows but at the end I just asked the kids I said hey do, do we have any questions tonight 
And little boy Hinder raised his hand up. And he looked at me and said, Pastor, why did God kill all those kids in Florida at that school shooting? That's what was on their hearts. That's what the Lord wanted to talk about. And I said, well, first off, God didn't do that. The Bible says Satan came to steal, kill, and destroy, to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And I took him over to the, or the deal and I said, see, this is our flesh and our body here. And Satan controls that area. And, and when we allow him to with our mind, then we do things that we don't want to sometimes. And in this case, this kid went and killed a bunch of students. And I said, that was horrible, but it wasn't God. I go, if you want to be mad at somebody, be mad at Satan. And anyway, the Lord spun me off of it. And I said, well, Hinder, I go, get this. What if that young man that killed all those students was in the police station and the chaplain of the police station came in and led him to Jesus Christ? Would he go to heaven? And almost two-thirds of the youth group said, no, pastor, he won't go to heaven because he killed all them children. And I said, well, that's where you're wrong. Because for by grace we are saved, not of ourselves, but it's a gift. And that boy, if he accepts Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, he will go to heaven. And we need to comprehend that as believers today, that, that God didn't come to kill, steal, and destroy. Satan did. God came to save us and, and to remind us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the, against the principalities, against Satan. Our wars against Satan. Our job is to save every human being that we can because that's what Jesus called us to do. Now, I told him that that boy would serve consequences for what he did. And when we do things wrong on this earth, we'll serve consequences for what God, you know, you know for some things we've done. But in God's eyes, we are made holy. And our job is that we need to continue to remember that our mind, the believer, the mind controls a lot of things. So we need to start trusting in the spirit. And Christ has placed everything in your spirit you need. Everything. So when you've done all to stand, you stand what? In truth and righteousness and faithfulness and readiness and salvation and in the word of God and in the, and then, then the, uh, speaking in tongues. In other words, praying in the spirit. And I'm, I'm winging Ephesians 6.10 through 16. But it's in us. It's in us. And I said to him, we need to be sad for those that day, if there were any, that didn't know Christ. And that again should remind us how important that this is. Is because life is short and it's precious. And while we're here, we're determined eternity. So when you've done all you can to do, stand. Pray. The Bible says, submit yourself therefore to, to God, resist the devil, and he has to flee. Again, give in to your spirit. The third thing is be unified as a body. Uh, during wartime and peacetime, the body of Christ needs to be unified. And it said, put on then God's chosen ones. And I can't, I, man, these guys hit a home run in this testimony today. But Doug was talking about the blessings. Doug was at the first service, by the way. 
But, he, but he, in the video, he was talking about the blessing. He goes, how is cancer a blessing? And he goes, I really didn't mean that. But what he was trying to say is because of that, he was blessed by you and God. Doug was moved by the unity of the body that came around him. And he, he remembers at this altars when we, you know, he could have got mad that day because we didn't have altar teams and stomped out of the church. But he moved on and, and, and went up at the end when we called others up for prayer and we had prayer times and his word said, I received peace that day. And he thanked God for the unity of the body and for Christ for healing him. That's why the unity of the body is so important that so many times we, we are so selfish that, that we think we're all that where oh, they're not coming to church because of me or, 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 or it's all because of me this is happening. When really people are just having a hard time sometimes. And we need to go to them and surround them with our love and our, our, our heart of Jesus. But anyway, I'm chasing a rabbit. But, but put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgive them. <laughs> Quit complaining against each other. Forgive them. And above all things, as the Lord has forgiven, don't want to forget that. So you also must be forgiven. You also need to forgive. 14, and above all things, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Be led by the Spirit. Let it rule in your hearts. To which indeed you were called in one body. We're one body, guys. You can't say that I don't need you. That's another day, but First Corinthians. You can't say to the toe, I don't need you. We are one body. We need each other. And be thankful. Verse 16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing. Guys, admonishing means is setting people straight. A lot of times we think admonishing means, you know, it's just we're building everybody up well you are but when people are falling away you don't sit there and go (laughs) or oh i wish they would do something about that you go to them and you share with them and you say hey i want to help you get through this admonish one another in all wisdom sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thanksgiving in your hearts to god And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. The video that you can see behind me or the picture you can see behind me was a video that that I showed you guys off YouTube. It's called The Battle of Kruger. But but, uh, anyway, if you remember, I preached on that a few years ago. But but this little uh, young wild buffalo baby, Lions had singled it out. You can't, that's a screenshot, so it's kind of blurry. But, but they had screened this little baby out and were trying to kill it. And the mama come in to try to defend it, and she wasn't having much luck. They almost got her down. Well, I don't know if the bull come in next. But the next thing you know, the whole herd came around that baby buffalo and drove them lions away. 
And they were showing that video because it's such a miracle for that to happen. It's pretty tough. But when we unify as a body, what the Lord's telling me, that when we unify as a body, that we're unstoppable. And we need to remember that, that we need to forgive and move forward and unite as a, as a body because we're unstoppable. And get to know each other and try to experience each other's lives together. But, it, but as Doug said in his words today, I found peace when the body surrounded me. And people need to be able to find peace when the body surrounds them. Now the word was talking today even in the simplest things. You know, we talked a real, that was real heavy time when Doug was battling that. But let's go back and just talk about something that, that maybe was a real small thing. And, and I remember coaching Lamar Vikings in the fifth and sixth grade. And, and I think I've shared this before, but bear with me. But as we came in there, that fifth and sixth grade, the sixth graders had not won a game the previous year. And I think they had scored 20 or 30 points even the whole season. There's a lot of discord on the team and, and a lot of, to be honest with you, there's a little bit of hurt there. And, 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 and I came in and, and me and Tom and, and Rice came in there and we coached these boys and we just started just saying, hey, you know, if we do, to be honest with you, this is what I quoted, this very scripture right here. I said, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. We stood on that scripture as a football team. And I shared that with them and said, guys, just do the best you can out here and do it for the Lord. And we're going to have fun and we're going to enjoy the season. And so I said, if it's okay with you, we're going to pray before practice and we're going to pray after practice. And I'd like for you to lead it. If you don't want to ask me and I will. And that's the way we entered season. At the end of the, or at halftime, after the first game we played up in Nevada, we were playing a team. We were up 35-0. And we hit that huddle. And I'll never forget these kids come up to me and they said, Pastor, we scored more points this half than we did the whole year last year. Can we pray more? Even in the simplest things, when we come in and unite the body around the word of God and just give him glory, honor, and praise, he's going to bless it. In the spiritual things, in the worldly things, and in whatever. And Justin Frieden's up in the old sanctuary. Tom was here the first service. And we're getting a hoot out of it because Tom remembered all these things. And I also remember there's one game that we were fumbling the ball so much, we were losing the game. And, and, and we couldn't stand the gang because we just couldn't hang on to the ball. And Dallas Doyle runs up and meets me on the way to the sideline. I come out on the field, and he said, Pastor, we need to pray that we hang on to the ball. We had a huddle and prayed that we'd hang on to the ball. And that team ended up losing one game the whole season. Even in the small things, involve God because he wants to bless you. In the big things, involve God because he wants to bless you. Go through life with God and the body of Christ that's around you because he wants to bless you. And then the last thing, and for sure not the least, is the fourth thing here on this is John 14, 12. We've been empowered to demonstrate the power of God in our lives. God wants us to do the things that we've talked about today. God wants us to step out in new areas and let him be glorified. But the scripture in John 14, 12 says, 
Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do because I'm going to be with the Father. What I want to do now is and close out this last point today is, is talk about holy highlights that's happened from 2006 until now. Most of the things I'm going to share with you today happened outside of the body, and there's a million things inside the body. And to be honest with you, I didn't list a lot of things. But, but if something's on your heart that you want me to remember, I want you to email me. But also, I want you to know that whenever I ask for a history person, this is why. Norma's got hours. I've got hours. Uh, Amy's got some hours, and Landon's got some hours in defining these dates these things happened in our history because they're important. And, and I like a history person just to every year just put some holy highlights and maybe some pictures. That's all I want. So if you're a history buff and want to get us up to date with all this information, uh, I would love to have a, a holy highlights history buff. Hey, that's it's good. H-H-H, holy heist highlights or whatever. <laughs> anyway, we'll move on. H-H-H. On that day, 03-4-2006, 12 years ago today, Wayne and Pam Coble went into full-time ministry on October the 2008. So basically, I think there's eight people that, that were there that day that were laity, just like you and I, that, that probably knew they had a call on their life, but didn't realize the, the, how magnificent and huge it was. And I already jumped the gun, but Pam and Wayne Coble were called into full-time ministry in 2008, two years later. Aaron and Holly were called into full-time ministry, and Aaron wasn't there that day, but he was in the body of Christ and remembers that day. Mark and Kenda Garfield, November 2009, were called to Huntley, Illinois. Kevin and Loretta McNeely were called December 2010 to Carterfield United Methodist Church. Roger and Kathy Chambers were called into the ministry here at Oakton from 2009 to 2014 that they're on staff. They still minister in the body here today. Parker Garfield was called into the ministry here to Oakton in 2013 now in the, in the Lamar Assemblies of God. Amy Garfield, I took her out that day. She was with me and Joshua. But, but on October of two, or in 2013, Amy came to work as an intern and is now a full-time pastor. Eric and Debbie England in 2014 were called to Hume, Missouri. Think about that. You talk about expanding your territory that, that a lot of them were in the farming or workforce or teaching school or whatever it was, and God moved them into full-time ministry. He had a plan. He had an awesome vision for them. And today, because of that, and I don't know their numbers because I didn't ask them, but even if you just put like 50 in each church, there's at least 250 people in worship every Sunday because of those boys and women going out and following their calling as pastors. That's a holy highlight. The growth chart I'm going to put up behind me here 
is since March 4, 2006, Oakton has increased in worship um, the 188 people, basically, as the, as the highest highlight. So we see in, in uh, 2006 to 2012, uh, we went from 319 to 507. That's a 58% increase or 10% a year. In 2006 to overall, meaning till 2017, meaning the whole time is a 44% increase or 3.8% increase. If we were a business, the world would be investing in us. But we're just investing in Jesus Christ. And when we invest in Jesus Christ, you're going to see those results. And I thought about it today and the Lord spoke to me. I was in Taylor's class and and he spoke to me out of the parables of the sower out of Luke. But he said the, 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 the stuff that fell on good ground, you ought to expect a 100% return. And so that's why I say to us today, there is more. When we step out into the soft, firm soil of the Lord and, and give our lives totally to him, there's a 100% return. You can't go wrong. And so we need to continue to press in. That's another holy highlight. What I want to do now is I'm going to quickly run through something that stood out to me each year on this chart. So leave the chart up there, if you will. But, but I wanted to start out in 06 to talk about some things that already existed because I think that they impacted the church tremendously. But Gary and Paula went to Albania with Fellowship of Christian Farmers in 1996. And they took our first team from Oakton in 2001. Another one that I've called different ones of you and ask about was extreme sports or clear vision revival. But, but we came together as a ministerial alliance and, and, and God called us to do assemblies in Liberal, Lamar, Sheldon, Greenfield, Golden City, and Jasper. And about the message of God. And these guys came in with motorcycles and we jumped over people. We jumped over cars and, and, and we preached the gospel. And I'll never forget that the Theobald that night and them two nights that we had the, the, the seminar there, it was over capacity. They were coming up and said, hey, we're breaking rules here. We're over capacity. We're breaking fire codes. They thought there was over 1,800 people that went out for that. A holy moment when we shoot the moon and see what God can do. And again, we did that with other churches but also one camp started, and I talked to you today, that, that Taylor that started in that one camp has come through, and we talked about that earlier. 2007 was a March Lay Witness mission. Man, this Lay Witness mission was a blowout. I have a, a picture somewhere, and I couldn't find it, but this sanctuary was standing room only, literally standing room only, no room to move in here. I was up here and took the picture. People were standing up there. But that lay witness mission started on a Friday. We rented the gym, the high school for the, for the youth. We rented the middle school for the children. And the, and the adults came out here. And that is just a blowout success. Another holy moment because we look to the vision of God and look north, south, east, and west. And we went, we go, save sin, and then we disciple In 2008, Extreme Ministries started. Jennifer and Mike Diggs had the vision to start Extreme Ministries. Everybody goes on a, a mission now. We call it Extreme Ministries, and you fill out an application, and, and this is what we expect. 
That stemmed from Mike and Jennifer's vision clear back in 2007. And that year, or excuse me, 2008, and that year, we went to St. Louis Dream Center to Joyce Myers, and we went for two or three years after night, after that blowout times in the Lord. 2009, we built the education wing. Uh, Carthage, we started the Carthage uh, Bible study and plant in Carthage at Kathleen Charlie's house. And Gary Dunn went to Liberia with DAI for the first time. 2010, we had Bible Man Revival here, blowout. We had Tim Russo Marriage Retreat, blowout. We had a four-week extravagant giving Sunday school, blowout. August 28, 2010, we purchased Union Chapel uh, from Carthage Church for $3,780.75. That's a miracle. I've always said 39. Well, that's the exact number. I asked Tammy, and she's always right. Right, Carrie? <laughs> Amen. That was a good answer. October 2010, we started meeting at Oakland Carthage Union Chapel. November 11th, uh, Embar and Ogo arrived in Carthage. 2011, January 2nd, we started the Hispanic service. And I'm required by the, the denomination because they give us some uh, funding to report in each year the salvations and different things that we do. And since that date until December 31st, 2017, 208 salvations have happened at, at Oakton Carthage. That's unbelievable. Give the Lord praise. The Extreme Ministries went to Kansas City that year for one day. You remember that? Uh, we started that day, the ministry up there that turned in the Kansas City VBS that we know now. 2012, first festival in the park. And that's when the ministerial alliances came together. We had games or fun. We had the praise team up on the, on the uh, uh, trailer trucks. I think we had two trailer cut trucks pulled together. We had the sound system from youth, the sound system in, the, in children's church. We tied the keyboards together to handle everybody. And we preached and sang about God, played games, and we worshiped. And there were said to be 1,800 plus at that. And that, again, was a ministerial alliance a combined effort. 2013, in February, uh, we sent our first team to Liberia. Extreme team uh, came back. This is a bodybuilder, guys. Uh, they came to Thebod Auditorium, and we ministered. You guys realize that was a minister alliance project? And you talk about lack of faith on your pastor's part. That cost us $27,500 to pull that off. And, and we got it in tithe. And again, church is coming together. But of that, 500 people gave their lives to Jesus or rededicated their lives to the Lord. And that's pretty awesome, isn't it? We think it is, don't we? Because that's when this family come on board right here. And they've been a blessing ever since. They got touched at that service. They started coming to Oakton. And man, they're a huge part of Oakton now. We had the first Lamar Hope work day where the churches come together and we go out and do projects in the community. We got one coming up this April 28th, I believe, too. We had the big day at Oakland Carthage at River Street where the church went down and we ministered in Carthage. And our goal was and our theme was sell Jesus and Oakland to the people of Carthage. And we had 500 plus people attend that. We had skits, our praise team were going and just a, a blowout in the spirit that day. Final Descent, Brad Clay, Outdoors Crusade, came in October, huge. And then we sent Pastor Larry and Doris to Golden City 
to minister there, they were going to close their doors. And we actually sent them in two weeks earlier because they were closing their doors. And Pastor Larry and Doris worked there two years till they got on their feet and they chose to, to, to go on their direction. 2014, and I tell this not to, to brag me up, but to brag on the Lord. But I taught St. Paul's Seminary spring class. And the reason that is important is I'm a local pastor, not an elder. Local pastors don't preach at all to elders, the course of study. And I was the first one that ever had done that. But the reason is, is because of what happened here at Oakton. The reason is because what you guys did. They saw a group of a town of 20 people go out and grow the way we have this, these percentages we talked about earlier. And they wanted somebody to come in and tell the seminary students what to do and how to do it. And so because of you, I had the opportunity to minister there. We sold Union Chapel at Carthage and purchased Oak Street Assembly of God. And and I've shared a hundred times we paid cash for that in a short period of time. Uh, God blessed us over and over in our stepping out. We moved in March 15, 2014. And I remember that day and didn't have trouble with the date because I was preaching in Lebanon. And the district down there asked me to preach on one thing. You're in a town of 20. There's no excuse for them not to grow. And they told me to go in there and tell them why Oakton grew. And so again, that testimony that they wanted to hear what you were doing and how you were doing it. While I was doing that, you were moving into the new building. And that's what made the day so neat is I'd say, guys, I've done the, the fun things, preaching and stuff. They're at home moving everything from the old church to the new church because they care. They saw it was a unified body of believers Stepping out into the things of God. The bodybuilder guys came back to the north side of the square. Wild youth began as we know it today. Worship began and worship was a, a, a total focus on our young adults in this church. And that's when it took off in 2014. 2015, we did the mobile camp. Aaron headed that up. It's the first time we had a mobile camp at Oakton. Had 90 to 100 kids attend that. David and Lucy Kamara from Liberia visited. Uh, Altine visited from Albania. We had, had a hallelujah night, moved to the square. I remember talking to Aaron, was over in this corner outside. And he said, Pastor, we could minister to so many more kids if we move hallelujah nights into the square. And man, do we not. We figured we ministered to 600 people just this last year that passed through our booth in Lamar on Doc uh, Miller's corner there. Again, looking beyond the vision. That, that vision was great to begin with on that hallelujah night here. Man, it was huge. But God said, let's expand it even further, north, south, east, and west. Um, great day that day was. Bishop Sinasia came into Oakton November 22nd to bless Oakton Carthage. And, and then we started ministering uh, in Kendricktown. How many know what Kendricktown is? Charlotte does. But we have Sean Mayberry's there right now preaching to a church. They don't have a pastor. And Oakton's placed a pastor in there, Charlotte and Dwayne. And, and uh, I should have done this, Rayburn and Sean. Is that the four? And I go down there and minister. And, and, and be honest with you, Charlotte takes care of it. I don't even know for sure when they're doing it half the time. But we're out ministering and looking beyond the borders. 2016, Tommy Toombs back, March 2nd and 3rd. Dinner's for eight. 
Started July 4th celebration. First year fall festival. Uh, New Year's Eve baptism. We were talking about Sarah earlier. Uh, the guys, Sarah got saved at Oakton. We baptized her in 16 and held her under until 17. And we brought her up. Remember that night? Uh, uh, so she's the only one I know that's been baptized in two years. That stayed underwater that whole time. But, but look what God has done with her. And we had a blowout response to KCVBS that year. More people got saved than attended the VBS. And that's because our team was witnessing to the parents. And they were rededicating and giving their lives to the Lord. 17, Valentine's Banquet blowout. Bishop Farr here, March 12th, blowout. Chip Brim, April 2nd and 3rd, one of the biggest revivals Oakland's ever had. July 4th celebration, Fall Festival, Hallelujah Night. Another great big response to KCVBS. But, but of all them things I mentioned that were highlights in 2017, the biggest miracle of all was that Taylor married Landon. That was an answered prayer. We didn't think Landon would ever get married. So praise God. Man, praise God. He's still in that miracle answering business. So if you're a guy in here and you can't get a woman, there's hope. Okay? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love you, Landon. He made fun of my ears last week and I heard it. And so I was getting back at him then. So anyway. Uh, then 2018, Chip Brim, March 31st, first, um, and then the Carthage Outreach that we're focusing on now and starting our first service April the 1st. But God has blessed us. And I want to show you another side here. Go ahead and pop this up real quick. I'm going to go back to the beginning. That's Oakton, 1894. It's set right over here. That church, you can see the foundation. We build on. Go ahead. You're fine. We build on. We build on again. Go ahead to the next one. There you go. We build on again. And we build on again. And we build on again. That's Oakton Carthage First Church. We build on again. That's Golden City. We build on again. And that's the facility we have now. So we talked about the, the spiritual part, but, but when you can see the physical part, you kind of puts it in perspective. God has blessed this body of believers. And it's more than 2006, 3426. It's all of us establishing that covenant with God. That relationship with God, when, when Landon and, and, and Taylor got married, they established a covenant with God. And they said, God, I'm going to love you with all my heart, soul, and mind. I'm going to love my neighbors myself. And we're going to put you number one. And God's response said, I'm going to be faithful to you, steadfast to you, to the thousandth generation. That's Deuteronomy chapter 8. That's what these covenants do when we establish a covenant in 206. We said, God, we're going to love you with all our heart, soul, and mind. We're going to love our neighbors, ourselves. These four points we shared today. God said, that's a great covenant. I'm going to be steadfast in my love. I'm going to bless your, this covenant. And I'm going to bless it to the thousandth generation. That's all that's going on here today. Is committing our lives and say, Lord, we realize there is more. There is more. And as the praise team comes forward today, God wants all of us to be involved in this covenant of going and doing these things that we talked about today. And the reason why that he wants us to renew this, I don't want to change anything, but the reason he wants us to renew this is I'm not going to embarrass you any more than this. 
But if you've started attending Oakton after March 4th, 2006, would you just stand up? That's all I'm going to ask you to do. If you come in after that. The first service, it was two-thirds of them. This is why that we're doing it and renewing it and refreshing it because we want you guys to come on board. And, and we know you already are. My goodness, a lot of you have been here the, probably 2007. And you're already involved. You're already giving it all. But we want to join together as we renew this covenant. You guys can go ahead and sit down. But what the Lord has challenged me to do is we don't need to change what Robert's vision was. We're just enforcing it. And we're just strengthening it. But, but the Lord put it on my heart that you bring something from your home. And, and somebody bring me a big glass jar that we can see in. But, but bring a pebble or, from your yard. I don't own my property. My dad does. I still live with dad and I'm 52 years old. <laughs> but I'm going to bring a pebble from his yard. And, and, and bring something. Some said, can I bring a seashell? Bring a seashell. If you got an old piece of wood, all I say is wash them before you bring it. Something that won't biodegrade that will be here and stay there. And let's put them in this jar as a symbol of renewing the vision that Robert and many others had back in 2006. That's what God wants to do. Is last week there was a tongues and interpretation in our second, this service. And, and a lot of you asked me, what did it say? The tongue was given. Jim interpreted it. And he said, today is the day of salvation. I have redeemed you from sickness and disease, from death and destruction. And right now as your Savior, I am sitting in the presence of the Father, making intercession for you, pleading your case before the Father. The Father's got our back. Jesus has got our back. He wants us to go north, south, east, and west. And he wants us to go save disciples in. He's got our back. He's established that. But as, as Gary, I talked to him at the end of the service, and he said, man, Ken, I think there was more that God wanted to say. And I said, Gary, just close out the service, and, and you do whatever the Lord told you to do. If you just could pray, that's fine. But if you got a word, give it. And he got up, and he said, hey, does anybody have more interpretations of the tongue that was given? And my flesh goes, well, the word says that when there's a tongue, there should be one in, in, interpretation Two, but at three most. And I thought, we already got one. He's got one. We just opened the door up, you know. That's how neat God is. And Karen stood up in the back. And she said, speaking for the Lord, my heart is breaking because you live in such a need and such lack. And it's all because you won't allow me in. That's all that keeps us from receiving more is when we let our mind control us and not our spirit. If you want more of God today, you simply say, if you're unsaved, Jesus, come into my heart. If you're backslidden and far away, you say, Father, forgive me, and you're restored. If you need a healing, you need deliverance, you just ask because the Lord wants to bless you. But Gary went ahead and gave the last word. He said, my children, I would that you would receive the fullness of what I have done through Jesus that there is a completion of his work in your life and that you would adhere to my calling to you and that you would be blessed by it and my kingdom would be growing because of what he has done in your life. Today was an example of what God has done, the example of all these tongues and interpretations that have been given. God has shown us how he's blessed us. 44% increase 
how he's moved on us, 44% increase, how he wants to continue to do that. He just wants us to submit to him totally. He has a complete word that he wants to do. But of the tongue and interpretation we had three or four weeks ago, we didn't get on video. But basically God was talking about how he has poured out his spirit on us. And at the very end, the last few words were, don't quench the spirit. I mean, here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. But receive from him. But if you agree, I want to pray spiritually today that we agree to this covenant. If you would agree to this covenant, would you just stand to your feet today? The covenant that we just went over with these four points today. Pastor, I agree with you and I agree with the Father and I stand with you today. And Father, you see these bodies around here today. Father, uh, next week is just an outward sign of what's taking place inside. Father, we're going to bring something that represents us and we're going to lay it at your altar next week. But Father, today we lay our lives at your feet. And Father, we ask that you move in us and through us. Father, we ask that, that you show us where the more is. Father, we ask that you show us how to go north, south, east, and west. Father, how to go save disciples' sin. Father, find our place in this body. And Father, let us be unified in the body, Lord. Lord, let all these, these uh, points that you've given us today that you put on Robert's heart years ago, let them come alive in our life and let us never forget them. In Jesus' name. But Father, we love you and we give you the uh, glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name. Robert, would you pray over us? Dear Holy Father, you are just so awesome. We just thank you for all the blessings you give us. Uh, the salvation for each one. And how you cover us all with with. Uh, with your blessings, and Lord, we just uh, thank you so much. Uh, as we re- prepare for, for next week, as, as we renew our covenant, as we uh, new ones come and, and join in, Lord, I just uh, pray that you would lead each one how they should pre- prepare, that we would prepare our hearts for that, that we would enter in it with uh, thanksgiving. Lord, we, th- we thank you for the unity that 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 you give our church. Uh, I just pray that uh, as we go forth, that we always look to you first. In Jesus' name, amen.